Hey folks, so welcome to another episode of the podcast slash also a YouTube video. So if you are listening to me this or listening to me on this on your audio platform of choice, do know there is a visual version of this where you can see all of the illustrations and data that I'm going to talk about today as well. You can view it on Spotify if you're a Spotify user, but you can also go to the YouTube channel. All you've got to do is search for Steal These Thoughts and you'll find this video as well. So look, this one today is all about a new report that Microsoft released as part of their Work Trend Index. And this has been getting a lot of attention on social media and mainstream media in general. And that's because it's talking about hybrid work. And it's actually talking about the subject of, are we just doing it wrong? And what does that all mean? So for those of you that are watching the video, you can see on my screen here, I'm kind of going through their presentation now. And basically what Microsoft did is they surveyed 20,000 people in 11 countries. And they also analyzed trillions of the data they get from their Microsoft 365 productivity tools to really understand how are people working now that we've been going kind of through this hybrid experience for the last, you know, two or three years. And the big three findings that they came out with was one, how do we end this productivity paranoia, which I think is an amazing word and also quite funny. And we will delve into that Two, How do we really embrace the fact that people are only going to places now and spaces for connection? So people are looking more to have that connection and coming in for each other to these spaces rather than the mandate that there once was. And then the final one is this concept which they talk about of re-recruiting your employees, which is interesting and is very interesting to people like myself in the learning and talent industry, talking about the kind of demand for skills, the demands for growth in a different generation. So we'll break that down as well. But look, let's talk about this productivity paranoia first, because I think it's quite interesting that actually 85% of the leaders say the shift to hybrid work has made it far more challenging for them to have confidence that employees are being productive. Oh, oh my God, does that get my, uh, get my gills going, get me frustrated. Anyway, let's kind of dive into this and actually, you know, take a look at what's been going on. So what happened is that Microsoft themselves had found that the majority of employees, it was 87% of the people they surveyed, reported that they are more productive than they ever have been. And they've seen that correlated across all of their estate with their applications and the productivity that comes out of that. So look, you know, most of us are saying that we are the most productive we have ever been in this kind of way of working. Now, of course, it doesn't work for everyone. It's not a one size fits all. But for the majority who are surveyed here, it feels good. It looks good. There's a great performance and productivity outcome. Fantastic. However, the devil's advocate here, my friends, at the same time, 85% of leaders actually said that the shift to hybrid work had made it challenging for them to have confidence that employees are being productive, which is like, oh, it's just that typical middle management type piece of if I cannot see people, then they must not be doing anything, right? And that comes back to the old school presenteeism kind of um, story there. And it's interesting, right? Because even Microsoft talk about this here in terms of all of this kind of distrust leads to paranoia and it also leads to this kind of productivity theater where teams are led into this space of actually just being present versus actually being productive, which is not what we want at all. 
And leaders really fear that because they can't see people, that they've lost their productivity and it's, it's going to affect them as leaders, right? So, and this is crazy for me. So the, the stats that, you know, we can see for those who are watching on the visual, and I'll, I'll kind of try to explain this the best I can or articulate it to you in the audio format is that with this productivity paranoia, basically what was found that there's a massive disconnect between how much people said they're working and how much leaders think they are working. And I'm telling you now, folks, it's massive. So 87% of employees said they were way more productive at work. However, only 12% of leaders said they had full confidence their team as being productive. So that gap is absolutely huge. So what can we do about that? That there's a number of things that you can read in the report, which I will attach to all of the podcast notes and the video notes as well that Microsoft do recommend. But a couple of things for me in terms of my two senses, it really makes me think about emotional intelligence. It makes me think about um, psychological safety in particular, more than emotional intelligence, I should say, is how do we help managers? How do we help organizations and teams really think about building psychological safe environments and having trust as that core pillar there and really building those adult adult connections because i think most times in organizations all over the world what i tend to see happens is that the kind of manager to direct report relationship is, is very parent child and it should be we're all adults and it should most certainly be a adult to adult relationship there so there's more we can do there right i also think on top of that in terms of that paranoia of people you know being productive and connective and collaborating as a mindset piece there a hundred percent with psychological safety as we spoke about but it's also a component of i mean looking at research from an organization like microsoft how do we worldwide scale out the understanding of how do we use technology better to enable us to keep connected to keep collaborating and really have a clear view on all of the things that we are doing as a society so not to track people let's not confuse this here i'm not talking about tracking people and seeing how many hours they're spending but just to keep in connection with people and have really clear lines of communication in understanding what we are all doing keeping up today those are things that we can replicate right from the physical world to the digital world um no doubt and of course some more information here that's really interesting is that even microsoft has said as i've just said clarity is key here in the distributed working world. So what they found is that employees who report having more clarity on their work priorities are nearly four times as likely to say they plan to stay at a company for at least two years, nearly seven times as likely to say they rarely think about looking for a new job, and 4.5 times as likely to say they're happy at their current company. Something that can help with pieces like that is objectives and key results as an example so if you haven't heard of that or you're not using that do take a look into it that is a goal tracking mechanism that can be used and of course microsoft have actually recommended that here as well so let me take a sip of drink while we are doing that anyway so let's take a look at some more of the data here so we've already gone through more of the components of you know what drive satisfaction and we can see here employees who feel their companies use employee feedback to drive change are way more satisfied and way more engaged as we can expect so let's go to the second insight and the second insight is really embracing the fact that people are coming in for each other now into spaces they're coming with social connection they're coming to feed that real human desire of being social creatures 
And what Microsoft found is that 73% of employees say they need a better reason to go into the office than just company expectations. And we've seen this globally, right? Organizations that are trying to mandate people to go back to offices, it is just not working without a clear reason. Well, as to why I've been doing the same work for two to three years at home, what is the difference in terms of me coming in? And that key component here seems to be social connection. So for those of you on the video, I'm sorry for those of you on the audio, we can see it on the report, is that there's a lovely graph on social connection being worth the commute for people. And actually what we can see is broken down here is all of the different generations from Gen Z, millennials, Gen X and boomers actually talking about, you know, I would go into the office more frequently if I knew my work friends would be there or members of my direct team would be there. Um, and we can see how that changes depending upon the generation that you're in. So what we can see overall is that workers say they're even more interested in going to the office if friends and peers are there than for managers and leaders. So setting those expectations. So it's clear that if they can be part of social communities, if they can get that, you know, that is what people are looking for. Hence why many organizations are trying to build those spaces now in terms of social communities in terms of better offices more innovation spaces really making it worth people's time to commute and at a hundred percent makes sense right um, and we can see you know there's more data in the report around authenticity and why that matters with managers but i'll let you kind of read that in your own time in terms of action points that kind of microsoft recommends so you know basic stuff use in-person time to help people rebuild team bonds and networks build great Digital employee experiences, digital being the key word here. So how do we help people keep connected with each other, with leadership, with company culture, no matter where they are? That can be done. Culture is not built within four walls. And again, increasing digital community, you know, really scaling the understanding of modern communication tools, all of the great tech that we have as well. And the final piece of this puzzle, the final insight is what Microsoft look at as re-recruiting your employees. So they found that 76% of people would stay at their company longer if they could benefit more from learning and development support. Super interesting. So let us delve into that. So first of all, let's look at the kind of the generational data. So what it says is that younger generations are the most likely to aspire to their be their own boss. So 76% of Gen Z and millennials saying that this is their goal. Their goal is to basically be in their boss's position at some point. Versus 60%, 63% even of those who are Gen X and older. So younger generations are more likely to say they would stay at their current company longer if, com if the company gave them the flexibility to pursue side projects or businesses for additional income. That is a really, really big piece we're seeing in the industry. We can link that to the gig economy for sure in the fact that people are looking not only just for purpose, but to indulge passions and for financial gain outside of the nine to five. And I think that's a smart thing, right? Putting all your eggs in one basket in a nine to five or one income stream and one place to kind of express your creativity, dangerous in my opinion. That's my two cents, but I think it is dangerous. So having the opportunity to pursue side projects, pursue different financial streams, income is very, very smart. And what we can also see here is that a lot of Gen Z and millennials reported they would consider changing jobs within the next year if they, they couldn't get what they were looking for, if they couldn't actually get growth. Um, and a really interesting stat is that they found from the survey that many people believe that in order for them to learn and keep learning, that they'd have to leave. So over 55% of people said 
they thought that learning would require them leaving their organization. So that's uh, pretty concerning, right? And we can see that in the data. So there's a, a, a lovely visual here around if people can't learn, they'll leave. Um, and it's just very, very clear to see, you know, with Gen Z and the millennials being the top of that, if they cannot learn, you know, they'll go. So 64% of both millennials and Gen Z, you know, said we're off. If we can't learn where we are right now, we're going to jump ship and we're going to go. Oh, jump ship's not the right word, but we're going to leave and kind of take our talents and skills elsewhere and learn what we want. And we can see that slowly decreasing. So Gen X is 60%, boomers are 41%. And then that kind of goes um, a little bit further down from there. But we can also see the same in individuals whose roles are in the uh, C-suites or executives and seniors. You know, 70% of those people said, if they cannot learn, they'll leave a company. So, you know, learning is very powerful, very, very powerful motivator and also a very powerful retainer as well. So in terms of taking action on this, I think there's a couple of things that LinkedIn, LinkedIn, <laughs> Microsoft recommend. LinkedIn is a company, Microsoft as well, I should mention there, is that, you know, of course, we know, make learning and growth and employee experience core to everything we do. You know, bringing resources in, the right resources, learning experiences. We know that. I think some of the case here is not necessarily saying, um, you know, building more stuff. It's making people aware of it. I think it's the classic marketing thing, right? Loads of organizations have loads of probably good content and hopefully good content and good products and good services for people to use. But I think it's just making people aware, right? And that's been a thing I've seen in my own career over the last 16 years as well, is that, you know, you might have a vault of stuff and you might think it's absolutely shit hot and amazing but if no one else knows about it it's absolutely useless so how can we bring that front and center for people to understand oh there are opportunities to you know learn and progress here and, and they'll want to stay because of that as well i think there's a big component of recognizing that people want opportunities not just for promotion so there's always been this kind of structure in society of you move up that corporate ladder and that's the only way to kind of build a career and succeed but more people want breadth they want to broaden their skills and internal mobility is a great thing for this so how an organizations can all of us in the kind of talent and ed world really think about how do we promote internal mobility how do we help people understand there is a breadth of skills that we can kind of acquire as individual contributors or specialists and it doesn't always mean going up a ladder so how can we look at it more like a rock climbing wall where we can move across to different areas and there's loads of different ways for us to tackle problems instead of just saying, you know, let's jump on the ladder and go up, up and up. And again, you know, Microsoft do recommend this as well, but shifting the mindset to create an internal talent marketplace. So where people can always build their skills, right? And this is really interesting because companies can't keep buying skills forever. You know, eventually you want to have a model that's really kind of 50-50 of buying and building skills always buying skills means that you can buy technical skills but you cannot buy the business skills of the organization you're in so knowing the organization knowing the people knowing how it works knowing the structure so there's a real kind of big effort on that that can really help with results there as well so look really interesting stuff in terms of the top three there and you know microsoft goes on to talk about the skills gap pulling daily work at risk as well and then, you know, we can look at the main takeaways, which are in the document as well. But I think that the key things here that are really interesting that we can all take away is looking at how do we help end productivity paranoia? I think there's components there on psychological safety, on trust and understanding how to connect and collaborate using technology as well. And just a bit of evolving of mindset and 
kind of letting go of old beliefs and habits there. And then secondly, you know, to get people, if we want to get people or in offices or in spaces, is it's got to be more than the mandate. There's got to be an experience there. There's got to be a social connection. And how can that be fostered? How can that be um, brought into part of that as well? And then lastly, how can we, I mean, Microsoft called this re-recruit your employees, but I'd actually look at how can you delight your employees through kind of learning and growth and, you know, really looking at how do you put those opportunities front and center? So you might have some great stuff now as part of your learning stack, but people may not know about it. So instead of going off and buying more stuff, actually, how do you bring that front and center for people to understand these are my opportunities to learn here, to grow a rewarding career, to progress, you know, whatever my ambitions may be, instead of trying to, you know, throw everything out and, and paint the canvas again. So look, folks, that's it for this time. As I said, I hope it's been really valuable. You know, do reach out, share your own thoughts. I'd be really curious to understand if you see this in your own work, if you've seen this in the industry large, like myself as well. If you're listening to this on audio, you can find everything I've spoken about in the podcast notes along with the deck from Microsoft as well. If you're watching this on video, obviously you've seen on the deck on video, but it's in the notes on YouTube as well and over on stillthesethoughts.com. If you liked all of this stuff, of course, check out the website at stillthesethoughts.com for more info on research, on workplace learning, education, high performance, all of that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast if you like this, of course, and the videos and all that good stuff. And if you would really love to get some thoughts from me, every Tuesday morning, I release my Still These Thoughts newsletter at 8 a.m., in uh, UK time, because that's where I am, but you'll get it wherever you are. So if you're interested in getting some more thoughts and all of this kind of great stuff, come sign up to the newsletter. And that link is in the podcast notes as well. But I will bid you a good day, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, folks. So have a good one, whatever you're doing.